And welcome back to the Foncast today. I have two special guests with me today, Christopher Thorne and Matthew Drake. Guys, how are we doing today? Good, how are you? Good, how are you? All right, we're, we're good over here. We're good. So uh, today, um, I think we're just going to talk about life. And I really just want to want to talk about, you know, how, how we've been, you know, uh, throughout the past nine months, um, being quarantined and then, you know, just, you know, everything's going on with school, you know, everything. It's, 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 it's a lot, it's a lot to handle. Um, so, uh, first off, uh, if Chris, you'd like to say something, uh, about really what you did, you know, for the past nine months. Quarantine, you know, just chilling at the crib, playing Xbox. Um, school wasn't really a priority because uh, they didn't really have like a schedule. They were just throwing science out, and it was either pass or fail. You do majority of the work, so I figured, well, if I do majority of the work, I'll be fine. And uh, yeah, that was my mindset. Right. That was basically. I think that was basically most of our mindsets as we. Um, as we started the spring, uh, the springtime, the school year, it was just, oh, it was rough. It really was. I mean, there was, we didn't learn much. And then thank God regions were canceled because I think we all can agree that uh, oh, yeah. our chem regions would thank not God. have been, oof, yeah. would not have, I probably would have failed I that one. Had to retake it three times. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, we all know you, you, uh, been a rough few months for you. Yeah, I'm getting there though. Getting quarantine, sports mindset like always. Mm-hmm. Wasn't much of a thing, but now a little different after surgery. Just kind of rehabbing, getting my schoolwork done. Just chilling, can't do much with sports. Other than that, it's really it. Right, and what really? I mean, we all, you know, even through the the quarantine period, really. Um, I mean, really, from March to about, like, May or June, we really, us as, you know, friends, we didn't really see each other much. But, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, once, like, June, July rolled around, we started to hang out a little more, head down to the Cory and Marlboro, you know. We just, we we started to do a few things, yeah. and uh, we started the PBA. We started to do a, a yeah. few things, and uh, PBA is the Pool Basketball Association, if uh, anybody realized that. Um, it really was. Uh, it was it was a fun time. Um, I forgot who won. Was it was it Mark? Was it Mark yeah. and and John's team? If healthy, uh, I think I have a bigger impact in that league. But, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, at at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> Mark and and John Vaca uh, came out with the win there. Um, yeah, unexpected even, victory from John Vaca. <laughs> very unexpected, and. Um, <laughs> Even had my little brother out there with one of his friends. We got a fifth team going. He was, he was um, sweating his brains out. Man. <laughs> so he was, he was pulling up from half half court and just checking out three. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy decided to. Uh, he practiced for a few weeks before that happened. He really, <laughs> he really uh, decided that he was he was he wanted to win, and he Gotta decided where in the pool to to shoot the balls and the right angles and to hit balls off the backboard. It was. He was really, uh, he really liked doing it for, you know, some reason. Or we, we really just did it for fun. Um, 
and it was fun, even though we walked in a creek a few times. We did a lot of things um, throughout quarantine um, through the past nine months that, you know, not ideal, but, you know, we made the best of it. We had fun with it. Um, um, So I really, I also kind of wanted to talk about, um, about, um, college football a little bit, just a little bit, you know, not much about it. Um, how I really feel, uh, Notre Dame's not a four seed. Um, exactly. I feel Texas A&M got, uh, got snubbed here. I did as well. Uh, Chris, you have much say on that or, you know, you're not the big college football guy or, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Extraordinary if they had a better quarterback. That's okay. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I agree. They do not. I, I, I completely agree with that. I after mean, what, what happened with Clemson, they just got blown out. They got embarrassed. No, I, I don't think they deserved it. Um, I think Ian Book is just not an ideal quarterback. Um, do I think Kellen Mond is too? No, but um, do I think he's better than Ian Book? Absolutely. I think Kellen Mond just doesn't have that chance to break out with the offense that they're in right now. No, Texas a and has a lot of form. ground and pound. They're a lot yeah. of – they're a, a solid defensive team. They run – they have a very solid team. Uh, I would have loved to see them play Alabama. They lost to them. That was their one loss earlier in the year. Yep. But uh, – like to see a revenge shot, but, you know, I got snubbed, so. Right. Um you know, also, uh, Davo Sweeney called out Ohio State this morning. Uh, Saw that. Decided to say high. that on his list, they were number 11. 11. Could we get Coastal in front of them? Coastal and Cincinnati <laughs> in front of them. Um, I, I Cincinnati no. is a solid team. I, I'll give them that. But, you know, they're not a Big 12 team. They're not a, you know. They're not playing the power school. No, they're not, they're not in the Power 5 conference. They're. And uh, for him to put Coastal in front of him, I really just got a laugh out of it. And I, I could really see, I could really see Ohio State coming out, um, and really just you know like with a target on their back, really. And I really think if Justin Fields decides to play well, they have a decent shot to knock off Clemson. Um, it all depends on his finger, though. I heard that he might have fractured his thumb or something. Right, on his throwing something, hand. something like that. Um, but that, that was not a uh, Justin Fields. Uh, that's not that's not what we usually see from him. No, I, I, I think I, that that had a factor. In I his think gameplay. right, right. The um, we I like Justin Fields a lot personally. I think he'll end up being a better a better NFL quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. But um, I agree. and I also want to hear a hot take here. I think Mac Jones should win the uh, Heisman. Uh, that's where see, that's where uh, I disagree with you. Yeah, I don't see T. Law getting uh, getting stuffed in that. I I think that he should win it. I think if anything, I mean, you see though, like Trevor Lawrence back in action. Without Trevor Lawrence, they lost to Notre Dame. T. Law yeah. comes back right now. He is on him. he is the most dominant player in college football. But I mean, the fucking year that Kyle Trask has had. I yeah. I one hundred percent believe that Kyle Trask gets snubbed if he doesn't win it. I, I don't even think he's like top three. Like I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying like the 
ESPN don't even put top right, they like you know they like to talk about Mac Jones and then of course Trevor Lawrence and Devonte Smith. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I don't I don't know for sure. It's I haven't just, watched much on uh, Kyle Trask, you know. Yeah, I watched them. Lo- I watched, I, the I watched them too. lose to LSU, and that game was. You know he played very well. It, the game wasn't his fault. It was their defense. Yeah. The, the Florida's defense is not not good, not good at all. Yeah. Um, also wanted to give a shout out to my friend Mark Pisano. The new college basketball rankings came out today. Uh, Michigan State was at three. They decided to plummet all the way down to eleven. Um, yeah, that one hurts, especially after after losing out. to Northwestern yesterday, and Pez. Mark Pisano was on my show on Saturday saying he didn't think Michigan State would lose a game all year. And um, the absolute karma behind that uh, really, really made – I mean, they lost to Northwestern. Northwestern, I mean – Solid program. Solid program, but, you know, not a game Michigan State State. should have lost. Um, Michigan State has some good teams ahead. And then going all the way down to 11. Uh, yeah, that one hurts a little. It really does we'll hurt. See. Hopefully we get a tournament at the end of this year. really does hurt them. Um, I also want to talk about my my picks from uh, from my first episode with Chris Baradian. Um, I went 11-5 and five, um, getting – I got wrong my, uh, my Patriots pick. Um – I thought they would win. They did not. Um, I got wrong my Saints pick as well. Um, I, I want to talk about that game for a second. That that's Saints Chiefs. Let's talk about it. First I off, the whole game. I now owe Matthew ten dollars from that game. Yep. Stupid bet. Never vote against. Uh, no, Patrick no. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. What's here? The Chiefs had forty-two minutes of total offense. I'm lo- I'm looking at this right here. I'm gonna I'm gonna ch- tell you some stats from yesterday. All right. 42 minutes of offense where the Saints had 18. You have no shot at winning a football game, no shot at winning a football game by letting Patrick Mahomes have the ball for 42 minutes. Now, might I also add that you need to start giving more credit to the Chiefs defense for getting Saints off the field in those situations. Okay, all right, all right. But you know, I get the let, play calls were a little iffy, but the Chiefs defense had the Saints in a bind where they had to change their game plan. And make Drew Brees throw the ball more than handed it off. Drew Brees coming off the injury, you could see you could see some rust. In right, he it, it, it really it looked like he hurt. It, it hurt him to throw the football. It really did. Well, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but um, I believe it was Tyron Matthew he came out of blitz and he hit him right in the ribs. I, I forgot what quarter it was. But oh, that was there was pretty. Like it, it was shooken up after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was pretty late in the game. Um, yeah. But. You know, for for Alvin Kamara to take the ball eleven times, eleven, rush the ball eleven times, I don't think that's I don't think that's how you beat the Chiefs. I don't think it's how you beat the Chiefs. Now, well, you, you saw the Saints uh, on their defense; they were doing the opposite. They wanted the Chiefs to run the ball because you saw that the safeties are playing like twenty yards deep. They didn't want. Tyreek or Nicole Hardman and beat them deep. Oh they no, because they're the they're they're very good at that and um, very good play caller and Eric Bieniemy. Shout out to him. Uh, of course, he will never hear this, um, but he's done a great job. I think whatever team he goes to to coach, uh, better watch out. Um, 
But I I still think, you know, there's a team like the Browns. I'm going out on a limb here, but there's a team like the Browns or a team like the Titans or a team like the Colts that, you know, two out of those three teams don't have good defenses. But all three of those teams know how to run the ball. And um, if they can run the football and keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline watching the game, they can pull off an upset. Yeah, you're, you're not going to outscore Patrick Mahomes. It's just, That's, that was the problem with the Saints the game. They got pressured into uh, – they're already down seven. They're pressured into changing their whole game plan. You don't game plan to go down seven. I think that was a big factor in throwing the ball more rather than handing it off because they had the pressure of being down. Yeah, your, your clock management has to be key. When you're right, right, right. And teams. I might add that, you know, with four seconds left in the half, if this bum-ass – this bum ass dude fell on the ball in the end zone. I'd get ten beans right now, and Matthew wouldn't. That's that's to know. I agree that that was a big game changer, but you know it happened. But you know that would that would have taken it to fourteen at half for both teams. And I, I think we can all say that it shouldn't have been a three point game. The 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 entire game was was Chiefs 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 and yeah, the Saints definitely made it interesting. I had no business being in that game. But, no, especially without Michael didn't. Thomas. No, and I think if think if Michael Thomas was there, it's a different game. Agreed. It really is. It's a different game. Um. Also, I wanted to talk about um those Philadelphia Eagles for a minute. Um, being being Chris's favorite team. Um. Jalen Hurts really didn't impress me yesterday, and here here's why. Here's why. They had him throw the ball 44 times. 44 that times. That is a lot of times for a rookie quarterback in his, in his second, second game. game. Yeah. No preseason. He doesn't get many reps to throw the ball 44 times. And he still threw for 340 yards and three touchdowns. Just off. Just, oh, the card. The just you know, just, just off. 24 completions. He completed 24 passes. Cardinals have a pretty decent secondary, too. They they really do, really do. A, a top-two safety in Buda Baker. Um, Patrick Peterson's out of his prime, but he's he's still there. And um, you see, what doesn't – what really caught my eye is that Jalen Hurts completed 24 passes and – he threw it to a variety of receivers, and his his longest receiver was Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz had two catches for sixty nine yards. Jeffrey had two for sixty three. Rager had five for forty nine. Quez Watkins, some guy I guarantee none of you have ever heard of, had three for forty. Goddard had four for thirty nine. Uh, Fulgham had two for thirty. Sanders had one. Greg Ward had four. Boston Scott in the passing game. I mean. He was able to get the ball um, to some, you know, people that you know aren't really your ideal, um, your ideal pass catchers. But he did it, and then, um, you know, Kyler on the other side of the field basically did the same thing. Um, you know, the, the Eagles' defense did their job. They caused turnovers on the defensive side, one in the red zone in the opening drive, which was. Uh, I thought it would be a momentum shift until Jalen Hurts got the, the, uh, the safety 
from delay game, and then uh, then they got the punk block, and then they were automatically down nine nothing, and then six nothing. And if if that punk doesn't get blocked, I think it's a different game because I, mm-hmm. I think they dig they dug themselves in such a big hole in the beginning of that game. Right, I thought I... it was gonna be a blowout, and Jalen Hurts just turned on the switch, brought the team together like he did last week against the Saints, and I don't blame the loss on anyone but Doug Peterson. The, once again, play calling and uh, it, big moments, he, he just chokes. Right. Ever I, since the Super Bowl. I, yeah, I, I'm not been impressed with his play calling. I, I think we can agree um, there. I, I said that from, you know, about week four once Wentz was struggling. I was like, dude, you, you like his play calling, it's not, it's not there. And he doesn't have an offensive line right now. I heard the interesting stat that the Eagles have had 13 different 13 uh, different offensive, line offensive rotations. lines yeah. rotations. Well, yeah, Jalen Hurts also got sacked six times. They've played 14 last games. Yesterday. They've yeah. played 14 yeah. games. So, yeah. I, you know, I like Wentz. I really do. I do. I really like Wentz. I think he would be great on any other team um, besides maybe the Jets. Um, because there's another bad play caller and the and the Chargers. I, I won't get into him. He's the worst coach in the NFL. He's by far oh, worse. He's, he's by yeah. far worse than Adam Gase. Um, but I think Carson Wentz would strive in many other places. Um, and he did he did come out and say yesterday he doesn't want. Yeah, he did come out and say yesterday he does not want to be a backup. If he's going to be a backup, he wants to go somewhere else. And I think he yeah. could still start in the NFL. And uh, I just got news from ESPN. Jalen Hurts is going to be starting next week. Uh, next week, like, if, next week? No. Of course. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Um, I, 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 I could play the Cowboys next week. I think. That and that should be a big game. Against the Scrubs. Something like that. Okay. So, um, so also, um, I think another thing, um, everybody was – kind of surprised at um, those G-men last night. Um, I, I know... I, I had the Browns the whole time. I, I did as well, but I I um, I thought that, you know, somebody like uh, like a friend on my first show, Chris Meridian, um, came out and said, I think the Giants are better with Colt McCoy, this, that, the other thing, whatever, whatever. But the Giants came out and scored six points. And, um, you know, couldn't do much on, on Cleveland's defense. And Cleveland's defense is not good. Besides, you know, they have some pass rushers. They, they did play very well. They have some pass rushers. Um, but their back seven, their best player is Denzel Ward. And um, that's probably that's probably it. Um, you got the, the Andrews Sendejo. Um, I know a lot of Browns fans don't like him. But, you know, how many Browns fans do I know? Not many. Um, I, I don't, I don't see, um, what I do see, um, from the Browns is I see the Browns being able to beat Kansas city. Here's, here's why, here's why keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field is huge. Absolutely huge in a game of football. Um, Nick Chubb is a, a beast. Kareem Hunt is also an absolute beast. And Baker, 
Baker is, I mean, I'll give it to him. I didn't think he'd be special. I still don't really yeah, like him. Me a lot this year. I really don't like games. him as a quarterback. Um, what I do like um, is how the play calling got better. It got less like, you know, off of trying to get the ball to Odell, if you know what I mean. Once he yeah. went down, they didn't try to get him the ball. They Like, he didn't force it. I saw another interesting stat that with with Odell on the field, Baker's touchdown interception ratio is ten and seven. Without him, it's sixteen and one, and uh, that was interesting because, of course, the play Odell got hurt on uh, early in the year, he, it was an interception going to him um, where he tore his ACL. So um, I feel they were trying to get away from their ground attack and have. Probably a top five ground game in the NFL is probably the best, best running back duo in the league. Yeah. Right. But I have to disagree with you, Doug. There's there's no way in my mind that the Browns would even be competitive against the Chiefs. Um, I, I, I think the defense think would get exposed. Uh, yeah, they have weapons on the offense, but their defense is just not very good. And Baker Mayfield... I don't think he's anything special. I think he's an average quarterback that's just been on a little bit of a hot streak here. I, I, I don't right, I can agree they, with that, but I really think the Browns. They beat him. They beat him. The Browns have think, the second best shot in the AFC of taking down also, the Chiefs. Yeah. I, I also think, though, Andy Reid, a much better coach. I don't even know who the Browns coach is. They have like five. Uh, Kevin years, Stefanski but, is their is current coach. Yeah. I, he, he's done well. I think, yeah, he has. Done. I mean, obviously, they're what, 10 and. Ten and four now. Yeah. Yeah. I think Andy Reid would find a way to neutralize either the run game or the pass game, and that's how they would win that game. I feel that the Browns' only shot is getting on the board first and just trying to play keep away whole game, staying at least three points ahead, keep chipping away at that clock, take at least eight minutes off of a drive if you can. Other than that, I don't see they have a competitive shot if the Chiefs get on the board mm-hmm. first. No. Well, even if we, we saw from last year, the Chiefs can come down by multiple scores. And they did it throughout the whole playoffs last year against the mm-hmm. Titans, the Super Bowl, obviously. They're they're just such a powerhouse in offense. There's like no answer for them. Once they get high, Unless you can't you stop keep them. them all. Exactly, yeah. All right. Well, uh... If you guys like to add anything about anything else, uh, feel free. But otherwise, I think that's it for me. You guys want to talk about anything else? I think I think I'd like to add something about this summer fight coming up. He's next. I heard there's a oh, double header. Oh, coming up. oh, we oh, we yeah, super interested about that. Oh, oh, <laughs> we we for. Yeah, so uh, for my listeners that listen to number two, you heard about my my potential uh, fight between Dominic Rosso and myself. Um, but within the, those past two days, there's been another added um, between me and Michael Murphy. Um, I think that one that one's going to be a good one right there. I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. What's yeah. your opinions on these two fights here, Doug? Uh, my opinion, um, I'm super confident that I can win them both pretty easily. Um, could take some hard work and determination uh, over the past six months, 
Um, but uh, I can do it. I think uh, I think you definitely have the advantage here. You're a bigger, stronger guy. I think if you just work hard, just get in shape, I think you got no problem winning at least the first fight against Dom and putting up a really good fight against Murph. I think you can take a little from home. You know, he, he, here's where I have a problem. Uh, oh, here we go. We should not be. You should not be fighting two people. I also agree that. I agree. I don't. I. Here's my thing. I don't. I don't think it's going to be in the same day. Okay. Well then, that's. As long as it's not on the same day, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Okay. I think it's hard to go in there and fight two times in one day. Oh, absolutely. I see where you're coming from there. You know. Fighters. I think the first fight should definitely be uh, you versus Michael. Because I think that's the more anticipated one, the more evenly matched one. I mean, I I don't want to be this disrespectful, but you versus Dom Rosso, he'd end up like Nate Robinson. I mean, yeah, I don't, don't see this. that being a very competitive fight. He, he, he's not as strong. He's about five. He's about like three inches shorter than you. Yeah, and definitely not as big as you. It, it's just not a well even match. It, it's just so one sided. And but if we go to Michael Murphy first, you yeah, a bit of a bigger guy. Yeah, pretty strong kid, tall. Similarly, similarly size, not weight wise, but strength wise. And I think it'd be a lot more entertaining and a lot better of a fight. Okay. Uh, I also have a uh, question to ask: Will there be headgear and like mouth guards? Oh, there, there will sure for sure there'll be gloves and most likely headgear. Most likely. And do you think you know where this would take place? Yeah, or um, is that the, not even at the moment? Uh, at the moment, we haven't we haven't thunken about it. Um, okay. Uh, we 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 really don't know. I don't know. I'm down for any anywhere. I don't I don't really care. But um, you know, I think I disagree with you guys that um. I think the the me versus Murph fight is completely um, unfair towards him. Um, I will absolutely. I like the confidence. I like the confidence. I, I, I mean, there's not much confidence to be had. It's just I'm just speaking facts right now. They call me wee hooping because I speak facts. Um, I see where you're coming from. It's not going to be much of a fight. I'm thinking. I think you need to train a lot more though. If you think it's going to be a cake Well, we have, uh, we have a few months um, since Dominic would yeah. um, prefer to do it through the, the summer. summer. So. Uh, that's, I, I completely see where he's coming from. And, um, I'm I, mean, looking, I think Dom should try to do it in the snow. That way when he gets knocked out, he's got a softer landing in the snow. That's how I felt yeah. about both fights. Uh, same thing with Michael. Um, but, you know, we, we will see. We will see. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I am also very excited. Right I think in. Uh, I think we should do this at like Mark's backyard. He's got a nice open area, all grass, flat. Okay, I I, I like for it. See, um, he did mention uh, to I me. Say we go to the quarry, do it on top of the cliff, and whoever loses just gets thrown off. I could go for that too, because I have no, <laughs> I have no intentions of losing. Um, no thoughts of losing. Um, but you know. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe they both can come out and be, you know, professional fighters that, you know, we've never heard of, you know, or, you know, you some things that happen, you know. Um, they could be training right now, and you just don't know. Oh, yeah, you well, know. you know, that's what I did before this podcast this morning, and got right to work in the morning, early morning. Agreed. How, how long did you train this morning? Um, I had an hour workout this morning. Um, okay. The weight loss journey. After this quarantine's up, the workouts will intensify. Oh, yeah. Since I I currently am in a a quarantine state of mind because my whole family has COVID. Besides me. Except for you because you're built different. I am built different. I do not. I did not contract the virus. I am just (laughs) built very differently from everybody else in my family. Um, Can Can your mom still not taste? Uh, she, she's getting oh, she it back. She's she's uh <laughs> she, she's getting it back uh slowly. My dad, my dad was uh he still can't uh taste very well. Um, tell the big man I said hi. I, I will I will make sure to do that. Um, Tom Tom's just got a little little cough, a little uh, you know, whatever. He's he's, he's fine. She good? Oh, she's good great. Yep, yep, right. she's good. great. The, the whole family's great. Um, thank God I didn't give it to any of them. Um, mm-hmm. And that's it, you know? Yeah. We are, uh, it'll be 10 days tomorrow. So tomorrow we'll be going to get retested. Um, uh, okay, okay. What are your plans for Christmas Eve if negative? Oh, we're, yeah, we're no, no, no. We're, we're uh-huh. just the four of us. We're staying home. Having some stuff, Kalama. Kalama. Uh, Christmas Day. Christmas same Day will, will be the same thing, you know. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. Santa comes, um, yeah. brings us our presents. Go sleep early. Um, uh, maybe I don't know if he'll show up. If he knows we have COVID, I don't know. Probably just wearing a mask. He, yeah, he. I, I, I could see him definitely wearing a mask. Um, coming into other folks' house. I mean, COVID could really affect him because he's so old. No, it, it really can. Yeah, I, you don't I'm, want Santa to die no, halfway kinda, down the chimney. No, no, no. Kind of scared for him. I don't know if Look, cookies and milk. Let's that pellet you know. stove yours. Get up to the Oh, well, yeah, you see, that's not, it's not a very big, uh, not a very big vent to, to get out of. Um, yeah. I don't think he'd be coming in that one. He'd definitely come through the real chimney on um, the ceiling. Yeah, I got you. Uh, the pellet stove would not. I know you guys can't see, but I, you know, there's no shot a single human on the planet Earth will fit through that. Um, especially not big, fat old Santa. Um, well, I think this is, uh, I think this is going to do it for the, uh, for the cast today. Um, thank you to my guests, Matthew Drake and Christopher Thorne. And uh, thanks for coming on the show today. Appreciate you having me. Thanks, Fon. All right. And, uh, This is Doug Benford from the Foncast. Thank you for listening. Peace out.